give them time to get down to their seats. Um, I'm going to read our passages for tonight. I was there and I got to hear Amy really well. She's very good. They all are. And I just, and she's just awesome. She's, how long have you been playing now? A year? Two? Two years. I would have thought five. Ten. I don't know. She plays so well. Ask Cheryl about her time when she tried to learn the, the, the violin. <laughs> ah, she gave it a, she gave it a shot. <laughs> All right. If you, uh, in your Bibles, if you'll open up to uh, Matthew, we're going to be in the uh, book of Matthew, uh, 25. Familiar verses, and you might be wondering, are we in January? No, we're in o- October, but uh, I'll explain. Um, we're going to be in verse 14 and read through verse, uh, uh, verse 30. Um, let me read this to you. Just follow along. For the kingdom of heaven is that of, as that is a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one, and unto one he gave five talents, and to another uh, two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded them with the same and made them other five talents. Very Ramsey-ish. That's good. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two, doubled his money. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. For a long, after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid the talent in the earth. Lo, there uh, thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gatherest where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he uh, shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into utter darkness. Uh, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your words. I thank you for your Bible. Uh, your communication to us, Lord, your instruction manual to us, Lord. And I just pray that, Lord, you'll just uh, uh, give me the words to speak. Lord, I don't, I don't ever want to take this lightly, and this is a, a great privilege uh, just to be standing here right now, Lord, but uh, I, I'm so unworthy. But, Lord, uh, just uh, be with us during this time, and we pray that you are glorified uh, during this hour. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. All right, so I said it's, uh, it's not January which is stewardship time. 
Um, this is a stewardship message. Um, uh, uh, it's up there. Um, so, uh, Pastor had asked me a while back, um, uh, he said, the next time you, you speak, and there was, uh, he, he didn't have the date exactly of which one I was going to do, if it was going to be while he was in, um, in the Philippines or, or uh, in that change. So, so tonight, um, here I am. He said he wanted me to talk on stewardship, and I'm like, we're not in January. Do you, 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 yeah, I, I just want you to just do a stewardship message and um, whatever the Lord puts on your heart about stewardship. And so I did pray about it quite a bit. I, I didn't want to just go into a normal uh, Dave Ramsey. We're going to have a fi- financial peace session here and, and we're going to talk about money. Although I just read the one that where we use a lot about um, the verses where you talk about money and you talk about uh, being good stewards of your money and what God gives you. Um, but it it made me think about the fact that stewardship is not just about the things, in this case the money, the, 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 the Lord's money in this case, his, uh, he, wanted, uh, he was leaving it with his servants. Um, it's about us. It's about our hearts. It's about how we are wired and how God uses us as stewards. So, so, the, the, so what I want to speak tonight about is the, the fact that yeah, stewardship goes beyond the, the, pocket, the purse book, the, the pocketbook, uh, the wallet. It goes beyond that. There's areas in our life, and, 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 and I'll just cut to the chase, really. When we see these areas, and I just picked out, out a few, um, it's really about everything is about being a good steward. And I'm going to wrap this up. So I'm going to give you some areas. I'm just, we're going to talk and see what the Bible says about, maybe uh, how the Bible highlights different things, uh, being uh, uh, our, uh, whether or not you're a good steward of and that we ought to be good stewards of. Um, and in, the, in the, uh, the vein of having good alliteration, as Brother Dustin reminded us, which I've never been good with, since they use the word talent in this, uh, we'll use T as our, as our example. So I've got some, some points using the letter T, so if it doesn't start with T, I couldn't use it. So um, there could be other things that just didn't start with T, so we're not going to talk about it. Um, so I have several. And then we'll get back to our text at the end here um, and, uh, so, uh, and, and kind of look at this uh, some things that I, I maybe just, it's probably been preached to me one time, but maybe I had my mind on something else. Um, but what I kind of picked out of this, and it actually brings it back to a salvation message. Now, do we need to do a salvation message on a Wednesday night with the crowd here? Probably not, but hey, it's always good to. So it's always good. It's always nice to be reminded of our, of our precious salvation. So, um, so yeah, so we're going to talk some, some areas about stewardship, things that maybe we could, um, maybe you haven't thought about, um, and uh, and we'll just get started. So, I, I first thing that came to mind was time. Number one, time. Uh, if you open your Bibles, we're going to be in our Bibles tonight. So, open your Bibles to Ephesians five, um, sixteen through fifteen. Time. What does the Bible say about time? Uh, Ephesians five six uh, fifteen through sixteen. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time uh, because the days are evil. Time. Do we manage time well? Now, 
uh, Brother Dustin spoke on perspective. A little part of his was about perspective uh, Sunday night. It was a wonderful message. I loved it. And pers- time has an interesting perspective based on your age. So for a child, it takes forever for time to come. Am I right? College can't come soon enough. You know, school, the school year can't end soon enough. On the other hand, us 50, 40, 50, the higher you get, time is quick and it's fleeting. I mean, I, we've been here 10 years now and it seems like yesterday. We just got, I was talking to Christy, uh, we were talking about, and I, I apologize, Christy, I want to let you know this. I apologize, Christy, because I, he's been the, he's been the bottom of my joke for a while when it comes to the fact that when he was a little guy, I didn't like any of the kids. Okay, let's just say that. I, it was me. It wasn't them. It was me. Pastor threw me in with the kids club. This is what he got. So, but, but I did apologize. I love Christy. So, but where was that? Oh, we're on time. So time, and there is actually a mathematical formula for it. There is. When you're one year old, one year is one one-tenth of your life, right? When you're two years old, one year is one half of your life. When you're three, it's one-third. Do you see where I'm getting? When you're 50, it's one-fiftieth of your life. That's why it gets so much faster. So there actually is a mathematical formula. I haven't checked with MIT. I don't know, but that's my, that's my, my theory. But time has a perspective. So, and time is fleeting, and this time that we have on our earth is actually a small sliver of eternity. So what are we doing with it? Um, and, and, and we could talk about the, the spiritual things. We could talk about the things that we do for the Lord, but just what are we doing with our time in general? Do we manage time well? Um, do, when, when you're on the job, do you manage your time well? Do you, or do you waste time? Um, I am a wonderful time waster. I am a procrastinator when it comes to and My wife knows about when I try to write papers and when I used to. Um, I was always the night before. When I hear my daughters talk about preparing for things weeks out, I, that's foreign to me. I have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, you wrote a draft? What is that? You know, and you probably noticed that from some of my speaking. Hey, he he didn't have a draft; he's just winging it. No, but but no, I'm I'm an excellent procrastinator. I am a good steward of procrastination. Okay, let me just put it that way. If everything can be is about stewardship, I'm a good steward of procrastination. But really, do do we are we good stewards of our time, our times at work, our times with the Lord, our times here at church, our other people's time. Are we good stewards with other people's time? You know, I, um, I had a wonderful boss in the Pentagon. Um, and uh, when there was a gathering, if we had a, a group of all of us from the whole directorate together, about 200 of us, um, he wanted to see everybody. And he was good at doing that. And it was hard for him because he was an introvert. He was a very gentle, very genteel Man, loved the Lord. Oh, he loved the Lord. Um, still does, I'm sorry. He's not dead. He's still alive. But um, he, he just he had a love for the Lord, and he had a love for people. And he, he had to 
we had to understand that his time was valuable as a three-star. Okay? And everybody wants a piece of his time. But it's very valuable. But he was very gracious in his time of giving you a little bit of it. If he had to cut the conversation off, he, he knew how to do that. And you didn't feel like you got slighted. I was very impressed with that. But because he knew he had to manage it. He couldn't just um, focus on one thing. So I was always impressed with, with, with his management of time and other people's time and his as it was very valuable. So are we good stewards of time? These are questions, these are questions you're going to ask yourself. We're not going to have the answer. And, you, and I don't want anybody to raise their hand saying, yes, I'm the expert on uh, time management. So, uh, but, so, number two, Testimony. Your testimony. What does the Bible say about that? Uh, so we're gonna. I've got two. Uh, uh, the first one I'll read to you, but I want you to go to First Timothy four twelve. But I'll read to you right now First Corinthians four two. Moreover, it is required in stewards stewards that a man be found faithful. Now let's go to First uh, Timothy four twelve uh, twelve through sixteen. Let no man despise thy youth, be th- uh, but be thou an example of the, of, of the believers in word in conversation. In charity and spirit, in faith and purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto thy doctrine. Uh, continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. We're talking about testimony. Now, Paul is writing in Second Timothy, he's writing to Timothy. Timothy is a preacher, a young preacher. So he's giving him instructions on being a preacher, being a, a pastor uh, for a church. Um, and he's encouraging him to, to study, to read, uh, uh, be in the doctrine, give attendance. But he's also talking about his how he is going to reflect the Lord to other people. Uh, Take heed unto thyself and unto thy doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. How is our testimony? This, so even though he's talking to a preacher, we can apply this to the layman, to us. How is our testimony? I've told my, uh, I've, I've said this in the class, and I used to say this in, in the, um, the young singles class. If you aren't going to live like a Christian, don't say you're a Christian, because you're not doing anybody any favors. You're not doing Christ any favors. You're bringing shame on, on your testimony. Um, but are we? If somebody were to find out tomorrow, you're a Christian? That's, that's actually kind of, yeah, I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. I'm saved since I was in, in grade school. Well, I didn't know. Ouch. That kind of hurts. I didn't know. It didn't, it, it, Jesus didn't come out in me. Like, being a good steward of my testimony, I think Jesus would be forefront. It doesn't mean that I go around every word is about the Bible and every word is about Jesus, you know. Uh, I just bought a Coke. Praise the Lord, he just bought a Coke. That's the best drink out there. You know, I don't know. I'm not talking about that. But, but in our actions and how we deal with situations and how we deal with problems that come into our life, into our work life, into our family life, 
do we handle it like a Christian? Do we handle it like somebody who, who the Lord loves and somebody who lets the Lord have control? Or is, it, uh, or is there chaos around our, um, our testimony, around our ability to cope with things? He was encouraged, Paul was encouraging Timothy as he was stepping into the ministry and, and Timothy needed the help of somebody who was just a little uh, wiser than him. So maybe if your testimony, if, you, if your testimony is not where it should be, maybe it just needs a little, little more mentorship with someone. Maybe there's, there, there's some, we have some wonderful uh, senior saints who've got some great, great testimonies that we could emulate. Now, all of us have a testimony. If you've been saved, you've got a testimony. You've got a Savior that has called you uh, to spend eternity with Him. Praise the Lord. We've got a testimony. And people need to hear about it. And nobody can ever argue with your testimony. They can question it if your actions don't really mirror your life. But, but if you ever want to share the gospel and you lead with your testimony and, you, and your testimony is solid, you've got a good steward of your testimony... Boy, you've got good footing to win somebody to the Lord through your testimony. So, number two is testimony. Number three, we'll go back to talent. But this time we're not going to talk about money. We're going to talk about the real talent. Uh, James 1.17. Uh, turn to James 1.17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Your talents. Uh, we just highlighted Amy and, and all of our, our wonderful um, musicians. But a young, young girl who said, I'm, I'm going to go learn something because God gave me the ability to do that. That's great. You, you have a good testimony with your talents because you're, you're applying it. You're using it. And you're using it for God's glory. And uh, Christy leading music, he's using it for God's glory. we got people singing. we but it doesn't have to just be the people that come up here on a regular basis. We all have talents for the Lord. He's given us something that we can use for his glory. It might be at your workplace. It might be in your family, in your home. It might be with other people as in friendships. Um, there's talents that God has given, and they're good gifts, and they're from above. They're from the Lord. So if he's given you, and remember back in our text, he gave the servants something to care for. So if he's given you a gift, he's given you that to care for. We, uh, we, we, uh, uh, a lot of times we have the young kids start to learn piano. And the first thing a young kid usually wants to do is quit. Because I was one. You know, I gave it a year and I, I quit. And the first words out of my mom's mouth, who's a wonderful pianist, was, you're going to regret it. Ah, because I can't, time, again, time, I can't see in the future. But here Cheryl and I are going, man, I regret it. We regret it. Because we could have built a talent on it. Or maybe, you know, maybe we just didn't go far enough to where the piano teacher said, maybe this isn't for you. You know? Okay. That could happen. It could uh, and maybe when I quit, maybe my piano teacher went, all right, dodge the bullet there, you know. Um, I remember um, when I graduated college, uh, all, my, all my military ROTC friends had graduated in May, and I had to stay for summer to finish a couple math classes, because I was a math major, because I know how to count. No. 
Um, I was a math major, just I had nothing else to do. And uh, so I had a couple classes I had to redo <laughs> or do be, just to get my grad. grad. And, and uh, the, it was in August, and I took my final exam, and oh, skin, uh, oh I, I, I go up to my instructor, uh, Professor Stromberg, I remember to this day, and I said, um, go to his office. I knock on the door, and I said, you know, my dad, he's a colonel in the Air Force. He's here to commission me. Um, did I graduate? <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, you passed. It was a mercy see. I'm sure it was a mercy see. The next words out of his mouth were, please don't associate with this university whatsoever that you were in the math department. Got it, you know, until now. Um, but that was a, a talent I didn't have. But I, I, I got through and I got the mercy grade. But are we using our gifts that God's given us for his glory? Are we using them? Encourage your kids. Okay, number four, training. So the other side of this is uh, training, which actually is the work side. Um, 2 Timothy 2.15, we talked about this the other day in, in our class. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. Again, Paul's talking to Timothy, um, and he uses the example of a workman. Timothy is a workman. He's a pastor. He's encouraging him to study to show himself approved. Think of Timothy as his apprentice. We, I've, I've mentioned how, how uh, shameful it would be that if you spend all this time t- having an apprentice, and then when he goes to test, when he goes to do what you've trained him, he can't do it. It's shameful, both on him and the, and the master, the, the master craftsman or whatever. Um, so in this training, are you a good steward of your training? Are you trainable? There are some people that are not trainable. They are know-it-alls. Ah, I got it. Really? Did you get it? <laughs> this is really important. You know, uh, Cheryl got trained to make caramel apples. Well, apparently there's a lot of procedures in it to make the right caramel apples. And if you're not trained properly, you're going to make them wrong. You're going to waste products, things like that. Um, uh, I was trained as a maintenance officer. Uh, aircraft maintenance officer. I had to learn that training. and I had to be a good steward of that training so I could use that in my job. We are trained when we open up the Word of God. Are we just reading it? Are we just checking the box for, for the annual uh, I, I'm read through my Bible? I've done that. I've done the Bible reading and not known what I read. Or did we... Or did we um, Read something and go, wow, well, let me try that again. And you read it, and, and the living Bible comes out with something that you didn't have yesterday. Training. Are you good stewards of training? Are you trainable? Paul wanted Timothy to be a, 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 an example of a good workman, uh, approved of God. The tongue. This will have a lot of verses, but the tongue. Number five, the tongue. Such a small member of the body, but so powerful. And we'll be in the book of James, James 3. And I'll just read these verses. Uh, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemna- condemnation. Um, in verse 2, for in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a, is a perfect man, and able to, uh, also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths, that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body, the little bit. 
Behold also the ships, which they, though they be so great and are driven by fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Sounds like California, doesn't it? Verse 6, the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it set on fire of, and is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of the things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. In verse 10, out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not be so, ought not so to be. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine, figs? So, so can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Are we good stewards of our tongue? Is there sweet and sour coming from our lips? Is it uh, when we speak, is God glorified? And are people edified? Are people encouraged? Are your kids encouraged? Are our spouses encouraged? Are we good stewards of our tongue? I think it's uh, not really much more you have to say about it. We need to be good stewards of what we speak. Sometimes fewer words are better. Lastly, on, the, on our things here, the tribe. I had to keep it with T, so I found tribe, your family. Tribe. Uh, open up to Timothy, 1 Timothy 5, 8 again. 1 Timothy. Um, a lot of this comes out of Timothy from Paul. But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. How is the stewardship of your family? I think next to our salvation, the gift of family is one of the greatest gifts God ever gives you. Let me just think about it. I'm excited for our young, our young folks that are about to have babies. Because there's a switch that happens when that child, especially the first one, is born. That it's almost unexplainable. That, um, you know, in marriage, uh, marriage is wonderful. And mar- getting married was one of the greatest days of my life. But when my first daughter was born, I can't explain the feeling that overwhelmed me, that I, she's mine, and I'm responsible, and I want to be, you know, I want to be responsible, and I want to see her have all the successes I didn't, I want her to not have any of the failures I had, I don't want her to hurt, I want her to have joy. All these emotions, all these things flood in just in one spot. And you have this perfect child. 
Now later on, they're in kids' club, and <laughs> no, no, but <laughs> but it is the family, the the spouse, the the the, the kids, our parents. Stewarding our tribe, one of the greatest gifts God ever did. He designed the family. He planned it out. He, he, he gave great, uh, he, he started with Adam and Eve, and he had a great plan for what the family should be. Are we good stewards of our family? Are we caring for, are we, are we not only providing, that's almost a given, but are we bringing them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? The tribe. So we had six things there. I was I just thought about that that as I'm reading this the text. So let's get back to our text. If you get back into Matthew 25, and we'll start closing this down, and Miss Stephanie will be real happy with me. So, so if you notice in our text, uh, Jesus spoke in parables, and he and he explained why he did that. But but in these in this text right here and actually the one in front of it at the beginning of the verse which is about the the, the bridegroom and the and the virgins he thought he didn't say in this parable and I didn't really catch that I probably have just always read over it and I didn't really catch that but he says the kingdom of heaven for the kingdom of heaven is he's making a description here of what heaven's going to be like and what what to expect about going to heaven, about what heaven is waiting for. It's not more than just what heaven is, about what heaven's waiting for. So I had to, I, had to, I looked at this, wait, wait, so he's making a comparison to heaven, and then he talks about this thing about money. Okay. Well, it's, it's not about the money, it's about the steward, it's about the characters in this. So we have several characters. We have, I count four characters in it. The first one is the, the man traveling far off. Now, in some other verses, uh, you might say the Lord, the, the king, or the, the ruler. Um, but where, who do you think that represents, the man traveling afar off? Who, who left for a while? He's in our hearts, but who left? Jesus. He's talking about himself. So he's giving them a description about, I'm going to leave. I, I'm going to be here. The Holy Spirit will be here. You don't have to explain that just yet. But... He's going to go off because he did. He is sitting at the right hand of the Father, right? So he's going off to a far country. In fact, in, in, uh, I believe it's in Luke, it says he's going to a kingdom to acquire. It's, it's talking about him. He's going to basically get an inheritance there. So, so he's going off to a far, a far country, and he leaves his servants. He leaves them something. We talked about the, every good gift from, is from above. So he left something for these. And so he uses the talent, the, um, the wages, as an example uh, for these three characters. Now, I've heard it said that a talent was a year's wage. I've actually also heard, read, um, so you, it's on Wikipedia, so it's got to be true. It said it's 16 and a half years of wages. I don't know. Either way, it's a lot of money. It's not just he gave $100, he gave a hondo to a guy and said, hey, take care of this and make a little bit more. No, he gave a lot of money. A talent was a lot of money. And so to the other three characters, a servant who took five, who was given five, a servant who was given two, and a servant who was given one, each to their what? Their several ability, according to his several ability. So our four characters are Jesus, and 
we would assume this is the church. We would assume that these are saved individuals. But I don't know if they all are. Because of the last verse in what we just read. The, the first servant was a good steward of what was given him. I would surmise to say, and this is the book of John Franklin, if you don't know the Lord, if the Lord is not part of your life, if you've not been redeemed, you're not saved, you probably don't know how to be a good steward. Because he is the greatest steward. I mean, he, he came down from above to be lowly, to minister to, not to be ministered to. So he was actually being a steward of God's creation, of the people. So, um, so we have this example of these, this first... He's, now, if we want to maybe equate it to, maybe he's like a, like a pastor or, or somebody who is really... Maybe these missionaries that, man, they are doing some awesome things for the Lord. They are stepping out on faith. They are, um, they're not at home. They're eating foods that we probably wouldn't touch, much less go into a restaurant and and try. Um, Maybe that's who that first servant is. Who's the second servant? Second servant, he's given two talents. Maybe this is us. Maybe this is the church. Maybe this is, uh, uh, you know, we, we... we recognize we're good stewards of this small amount that we were given, our ability, because we know the Lord. He is part of us. We don't have a fear for him like the other one does. So, that's us. Again, book of John Franklin. I was just, how, how I see it. And then the third one, we have one who was wicked and Slothful and lazy and scared and all this, and did not take the talent, take the talents that he had, the talent to make it better for his king. Now, so was he saved, or would he be the saved? I would say no. And I have an example that I could use. He he, uh, he said at the beginning to his own servants. Now, who were, how many disciples did Jesus have? He had 12. Does anybody think Judas will be in heaven? He may have been saved. I don't know if it, it truly explains out there if he was saved at one time. But he's not, he's, he's not in heaven for his actions. And he's not, if he's not going to be in heaven, it's not going to be because of his actions. It would be because whether or not he accepted Christ as his Savior. So he was still one of the servants of, of Jesus as a disciple. Yet, his end was, was not like the others. Um, it says at the, in verse 30, Cast ye the unprofitable servant into darkness. Separation. Darkness where there shall be, take, uh, where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That is, that's representative of, of hell. It's separation from God. So, so we have three servants, and they, they were called his servants, but I, I surmise that he was just going through the motions, or he was just living, he was just living in that, that 
position with his master, not really trusting him, not really understanding him. What do we do? Do, do we? I, I believe you're here on a Wednesday night. There's a good chance you're probably, we're, we're probably the number two or, uh, or maybe even some. Brian, you're, you're in the mission field. Great, you're number one. You get five talents. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But um, so these are some, some observations out of this text that, that when um, it's very easy to say, well, it's, this is just going to be about, you know, uh, uh, being good stewards of money. And there is great, great instruction in the Bible about being good stewards of money. Um, and, and, uh, and, and the Bible's ripe with it. But all the more, the Bible is the stewardship leads us to, if, if, am I a good steward of the things God has given me? First of all, am I a good steward of the fact that he, he made a heart for me to fill? Am I a good steward of that heart? Have I given him place in my life? And if I haven't, there's room for him. There's an empty hole that God, that only, only God can fill. The things of this earth cannot fill. It will, it will burn, it'll fade away. And so even though we're here tonight, all of us, there's a good chance that one of us still is wondering, have I really? You know, am I a good steward? Have I really asked Christ into my heart? I hope, I hope that you can say yes. Now I want to be the steward that he's created me to be that because he made me in his image, I want to be a good steward of the things that, that he has given me, the gifts that he had given me. Maybe my, my talent, maybe my time, maybe my, uh, my tribe, my family. And, and if you got it, it can, the list can go forever. It's about being a steward of everything in your life. Being a good, just, I hate the old, coin the old term, what would Jesus do? But, but you know, you have a Heavenly Father that has an example for you. It's pretty, pretty easy to figure out that, yeah, Jesus would be all for this. Jesus would not be all for this. So are we good stewards? Stewardship. Pastor wanted me to speak on that tonight, and I hope I encouraged you. Maybe, maybe it'll encourage you to, as you read some of these stories that we hear all the time that are presented to us, and they can be presented to us multiple ways, but find it, find it yourself when you get into there. And don't, when you're doing your Bible time, when you're, when, you're, when you're reading, maybe slow down a little bit and go, okay, here's a, let me see if I find anything new in it. Because you know what? If you ask, he'll show you. He'll give you something new. So are we good stewards? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this day. I thank you for uh, uh, your word, how it, is, how it is alive and how it can illuminate. And Lord, I just thank you for the stories, the, the truths that you have for us, Lord. We do want to be good stewards of what you've given us, good stewards of the life that you've given us, Lord. And Lord, I just uh, I don't want to ever take it for granted that, um, that everybody here is, is solid and, and it has assurance uh, that they'd have a home in heaven, Lord. But if anybody is in question, Lord, I pray tonight that'll be solved, Lord. Lord, just be with us as we, for the next few moments as we come to you in prayer, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. If you'll stand, uh, bow your head. If, you, if the Lord spoke to you at all um, and you want to deal with it, uh, you can come to the altar. We'll just have a, a couple moments of uh, prayer.